Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story shows you how great it is to have a pet and how sad it can be when a pet disappears. While Jenny and her friend Natalie search for clues about what happened to Butterscotch, Jenny learns some important lessons about forgiveness. Chapter 6, The Invisible Cat Now behave yourself, Shorty, Mrs. Wallace said as she opened the car door. Jenny, hold on to his leash. Jenny held on as they walked toward the door of the Ryan's house. Tevin yanked the door open as they got near. So there you are, Shorty, he said. Shorty went crazy. He jumped up and barked and almost strangled himself on the leash. Finally, he jerked loose and ran into the house, barking at the top of his lungs. Looks like he's happy to be home, Tevin's dad called from inside. Thanks for bringing him back. Did you ever find the cat? No, Mrs. Wallace answered, but we haven't given up hope. As she spoke, Shorty raced back out the door and around the house. I guess we'd better go. See you later. Dumb dog, Jenny mumbled as they walked toward the car. He just got home, and now he's going to get lost again. As they drove away, Jenny saw Shorty scratching at the door of an old shed that stood in the backyard. Dumb dog, she said again. It's not fair that they get Shorty back and Butterscotch is still gone. The next day after school, Jenny set her books on the desk in her room. The empty spot on the wall where she was going to hang Butterscotch's blue ribbon caught her eye. She stared at it for a few minutes. Maybe I should just put the calendar and poster back up, she thought. Maybe I should just give up. Then she shook her head. No, I'm not giving up. There's still time for Butterscotch to come back before family day and win the blue ribbon. Jenny heard a knock on the front door, followed by the sound of her mother's voice. Jenny, Natalie's here. Natalie, what is she doing here? Hi, I didn't know you were coming over. I had an idea when I got home. I wrote out all the clues that we found about Butterscotch. Let's pretend we're real detectives and see if we can figure out what happened to her. Jenny shrugged. Okay. Both girls stared at the paper Natalie held. The first thing Natalie had written was, Number one, cat tracks jumped toward driveway. But we don't really know if that's a clue, Jenny pointed out. She could have been chasing grasshoppers. The next clue was, Number two, Mrs. Norton saw Shorty, but not Butterscotch. Maybe Mrs. Norton didn't have her glasses on, Jenny suggested, or maybe she just can't see in the dark. Then how did she see Shorty, Natalie demanded, and what about number three? Number three, a big yellow truck almost hit the animals. The driver got out, then got in and drove away without speaking to anyone. The driver could have just stopped to be sure the animals weren't hurt, Jenny pointed out. Then why did he or she drive away so fast, Natalie asked. Jenny didn't have an answer. They looked at the next clue. Number four, butterscotch has not been seen around the neighborhood. So what does that mean, Jenny asked. That maybe the truck driver took her away. Don't you think she'd come back if she was around here? Well, yes, if she could, Jenny admitted. So the driver must have taken her. Natalie had another question. Why would the driver take Butterscotch and not take Shorty? Oh, please, Jenny snorted. Butterscotch is a beautiful creature. Shorty is just a dog. So how do we find that truck? Natalie shrugged. It's out there somewhere. Let's go walk around and look for it. After telling Jenny's mom, the girls headed down the street. Wait, Jenny said as they came to a corner. This is where Butterscotch was running when the truck stopped. Are there skid marks in the street? Natalie asked. Both girls looked both ways, then walked out past the stop sign. Natalie pointed to a pair of short so short mm, let me do that again. Natalie pointed to a pair of short black ribbons on the street. Those must be them. Let me show you what happened, Jenny said. I could see Shorty running down the sidewalk over here. 
She moved to that side of the intersection. Then, just as the truck came roaring up, Shorty dashed out, like this. Jenny rushed to the middle of the street. Then the truck, screech! Jenny and Natalie jumped at the sound of tires skidding behind them. Jenny spun around to see a big yellow truck. A woman stuck her head out of the open window on the driver's side. Are you girls crazy? Get out of the street before someone runs over you. Natalie grabbed Jenny's arm. That's her, she said. That's the truck. Jenny stepped over to the driver's side. I'm very sorry, she said. We were trying to figure out what happened to my cat. A dog chased her down the street last week, and a big yellow truck like yours almost hit her. The driver frowned. You say this was a cat? A golden cat, Jenny added. Did you see it? The driver shook her head. I almost hit a little dog here last week. The crazy thing ran right out in front of me, like you just did. I stopped to see if I had hit it, but it was gone. Jenny nodded excitedly. But what about the cat? What happened to the cat? I didn't see any cat, the driver said. Just that dog. And I hope I don't see it again. I have to go. Good luck with the cat. As the truck rumbled away, Jenny slumped down to the sidewalk. Another dead end, she moaned. Now we'll never find butterscotch. But Natalie just stood there and smiled. Wait a minute, she said. I don't think that was a dead end at all. Jenny looked up. What are you talking about? She didn't even see butterscotch. All she saw was that dumb dog, Shorty. Exactly, Natalie said. Remember, that's the same thing Mrs. Norton said. She saw a dog, but not a cat. Jenny stomped her foot. Butterscotch isn't invisible. Why didn't anyone see her? What if she didn't run down the street? Now Jenny was really confused. Then what did she do? Natalie smiled. Let's go back to the scene of the crime. The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book 3, Jenny's Catnapped Cat, written by Celeste Perino Walker, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.